What's up, kids? Welcome to Poolside Chats with Dom and Chris, the show where we talk about everything from music production to the spiritual side of music creation. I am Chris. And I am Dom. And here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to Poolside Chats with Chris and Dom. I, of course, am Chris, and Dom is... Rahia. Right there. All right. We are Facebook live in it. What's up, good people of Facebook? Uh, unfortunately, we cannot see your questions right now. So um, if you do have questions, though, please submit your questions. Uh, uh, message me because I'll have my phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, message uh, Dominic Tassinari. 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 Oh, cool. Oh, perfect. Oh, there we go. It's, there's a lag. Just turn off your sound. Yeah. All right. So here's what we got going, guys. Dom has got the live feed up on his cell phone. So if you have any questions whatsoever on music production, audio engineering, life, the birds and the bees, whatever you guys want to talk about, we're here to talk to you. So as I mentioned, this is our podcast. We got our first episode airing tomorrow. We're covering templates. We're covering workflow. We're covering YouTube tutorials and what to watch out for. Like there's a lot of junk out there, guys. Like do not be swayed by every video you watch. There's not a lot of good stuff out there. Granted, there's there's some good stuff out there, but you really got to dig around. So we help you guys out, try to figure out you know what quality information is, what quality information isn't. And then we kind of talk about the more spiritual dimension of music production, which is more of the, the, the nature of creativity, uh, kind of the, the headspace, the heart space you guys should be at, you know, when you're making and recording music. And we shoot a lot of pool. In fact, Dom is about to break right now and we give you guys updates on our games. Uh, that's the purpose actually for the podcast. So the reason we're doing this is we play a lot of pool and we thought, hey, why just shoot pool when we can film a podcast simultaneously? So that's all I'm going to say. We're going to shoot some pool. I'm going to pass the mic over to Dom and take a shot, and we're going to go from there. Great. Yeah, chalk up, buddy boy. I shall. Uh, yeah, sweet. Um, I don't know. I guess because we are filming this with the live for the first time, he felt like he needed to go through our intro again, which is cool. Um, it's always fun to learn about what we're doing again for my sake because I forget things. But... Um, Yes. Uh, no, open table. Um, oh, I'm not used to using this pop filter. Get right in here. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, first of all, let me make sure we don't have any questions. Oh, please help us about the feeds on what all points I can work and improve. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna say I'm sorry, man. Uh, this yeah, this question needs a little bit of clarification for us. Um, I'm gonna take a guess and say that. English may not be your first language. If it is, I'm very sorry. But um, uh, yeah, if you could please just clarify that for us, it'd be great. Um, let me read it one more time. Please help us about the feeds on what all points I can work. Yeah, you're going to have to definitely clarify that, clarify that for us. And when you do, we'll be happy to answer it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, though, if this is a question. Oh, yes. you sent us a link. 
What's the link? Check uh, it out. To a SoundCloud. I I'm not going to. Oh. So I'm on my phone right now. Um, in the future, I mean, we'll definitely analyze some mixes if you want, but uh, I'm not about to play it over my phone and no. <laughs> give you the no. injustice of listening to it over my phone. Well said, but this brings up a good point is we have a mix review program specifically for this. So rather than us doing that and getting, because uh, we can't really provide you accurate feedback without listening in the studio with our you know treated rooms and monitors. So if you go to www dot com. I'm going to have uh, Dom put a comment in the feed right now to mm. check out the website. Um, if you go to the mix reviews tab, uh, we have a program, a weekly program that we do where we accept mixes of all genres and we critique them and give you guys tips on everything. I'm talking what's happening with your kick. How do the drums sound? Are you using parallel compression, vocal tone, sends, uh, delay techniques, reverb techniques. Uh, within the mix reviews, we try to give you guys accurate feedback. But not only that, we provide you with links to videos online that are very helpful, blogs, etc. So if anybody out there is in need of mix, critique, feedback, pointers on your songs, please check out the link that Dom is providing for the Mix Review program. So uh, hopefully that answers that question. Um, yeah, he said thanks to, uh, I don't know, we must have did something good because awesome. he said thanks. Um, cool. And then he said true. So cool. All cool. right, man. Um, hope, yeah, we'll definitely uh, send that to us and we'll be happy to review it through our normal means. Um, like I said, I'm not going to listen to it on my phone because you don't deserve that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the, the God's honest truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Chris, uh, yes. do you have any projects you're working on right now? Um, we haven't, we've kind of been away from this podcasting thing mm -hmm. for a, a bit due to our schedules, but um, just keep, tell me about your projects. What's going on? Cool. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I have a couple of them. In fact, uh, I'm really pumped to say that I just finished a mix and master. Uh, yeah, I made stripes. Um, so I did just finish a mix and master for the artist Stargaze. And this is pretty cool. It's it's a dubstep track. Uh, it's got reggae uh, influences. It has electro house influence. It has future bass influence. Very cool. Uh, in fact, we're getting ready to launch a remix contest uh, that features Stargaze's song, and you guys are going to have total control. We're going to give you all the stems. You can write a new song. You can cut out parts. You can manipulate parts. You can reamp parts. You can write your own parts. And this is a really cool project because it took us, you know, several months to like really work our way through this song, as it was definitely a work in progress when I got it. But now it's something really special. So if you guys want to hear the track. Uh, check it out, you know, on the Continuum Music Studio SoundCloud. There's actually a before and after of it because I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts of what you think of the project in the mix. Yeah, so uh, if you like getting your hands dirty in a little remix, please, please consider that in the future. It might be really fun. You never know. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I'll just talk about my projects. Um, let's see. I am venturing from the EDM world and doing something completely opposite right now, which I think is exhilarating. <laughs> um, you just made the show funny. Um, <laughs> Good. That's, that's why I'm here. I'm the comedic relief. I offer nothing of real value to you guys. I'm just here for jokes. Um, I got my hands on a track that only has eight tracks. It was all recorded to tape. And really tape. Yeah. Tape, That's cool. Like a That's VHS cool. tape. Um, oh, VHS no, tape. three of the, three of the tracks were recorded to a VHS and then the other five were recorded to a cassette. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so for the analog sound, yeah, yeah. Right? um, but they all played in the same room at the same time. Oh, cool. 
and uh, with one mic hanging from the ceiling. Um, yeah, that was to run through like the actual Struder. Right, right. Yeah, that's what got the Struder. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really fun mixing that. Uh, very simple, but not simple because I don't have any DI tracks to work with. Um, so I'm not stuck because everything actually sounds pretty good, but I just have the raw bass and the raw guitar. And it's been a fun trip with automation and making certain parts exciting. It's a cover of Ball and Chain by Sublime. It's a main, it's like a jam band that just wants a track out there to show how good they are, you know? And it's been really fun mixing and been able to use my tools and it's been really fun. That's dope. I'm a huge, huge Sublime fan. In fact, the first album I ever bought was the self-title album by Sublime uh, back in the CD days. So that was, uh, that's cool. Uh, I think that using real instrument tracks are so much fun to mix. It just has such an organic vibe to it. You know, a big part of this podcast and what Diamond Dom and I do is EDM production. Diamond. I, I Diamond, my main my main Diamond. man Diamond over here cuz he blings, he's a blinger. <laughs> um we do mostly EDM and that's what this podcast is going to be mostly about is EDM production in all genres uh, cuz we just we love the music, but we're also both of us play guitar and we play some bass and we play some piano. So we all have, or we both have backgrounds in being in bands and, and jamming. So it's, it's, it's cool. I'm glad to hear that you're doing like some organic music. I love that stuff. And it's purely just because that's what I've just been, you know, getting EDM lately and I love all sorts of music. And, um, turns out that most of the gear made in this world was had uh, real like yeah. instruments and, um, real quote unquote music, uh, in mind because, um, I've had, I've been using a lot of these pieces of gear and even plugins on EDM for a while. And it seems like you have to get pretty creative with them. And, uh, EDM just is so pokey most of the time when other people make it. Um, and they just make it exciting to begin with. And it's cool because, when you get real recorded instruments, a lot of times you're trying to just force the excitement out and you can really use the gear even more and oh, yeah. get some crazy uh, ratios going. And it's, it's pretty fun. I love it. So speaking of ratios, let, let's start there. Um, I know we wanted to talk tonight about compression ratios and a variety of topics relating to compression well, ratios. Attack, but, yeah. attack. Okay. So specifically attack. Well, well, let's start with ratios and get into attack. If anybody out there has got any questions on compression, uh, this would be the time to ask. This is uh, the voodoo, so to speak, of music every, production and audio engineering. Every podcast is just going to be on compression. It, it, you know what's funny is even I would learn something if every podcast was on compression. Like Compression is a very tricky thing, but when you know how to use it properly, um, it's the best tool by far because it, it's, it's, it changes the timing of things. So, Dom, if, if, you, could, if you could like wrap up what compression is to you and um we're like if you could define compression how would you define compression i don't know i'm gonna be pretty mad now because i just gave him ball in hand which is um, the ball is in his hands he gets to put it anywhere um okay sorry for the lips max i understand i just did that a little too much um so compression to me, I guess now it used to be just something to do because I thought it was cool um, when I was first learning all this stuff. But now definitely it's become for movement and uh, it's almost like a transient designer mixed with um, a movement generator for me now. And I think when I do <laughs> really, <laughs> 
Oh, uh, dude. Oh, okay. It wasn't so hot. Okay. No, he's but got yeah, like for, eight balls blocking my ball in. Just if, so you know. For me, uh, compression's definitely more of a transient designer um, mixed with a movement generator now. And um, it's more, I just really go by instinct now. Like if, so, if I feel like a 10 to 1 ratio sounds good on something, then I use it. Most of the time, if I'm using that crazy of a ratio, I end up backing it off because I get smart about it and it's, you know, not really what it, the track needs. But, um, like at any given time, I just start, I'm really going by my instincts now and it's been fun. I'm starting to like, I know when a mix is getting good because I feel like I'm actually just listening to it for the entertainment value and, uh, not so much, um, critically thinking about it all the time. And it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I got there from compression, but yeah, transient designer movement generator. Nice. No, I think that's, that's very well said. Uh, in fact, I think that those are two very, very strong attributes of compression. Um, I know a lot of people think of compression as a peak limiting, or I wouldn't say limiting because a compressor can be used as a limiter, but I would say a transient controller and a dynamics controller. So if you have an overly dynamic uh, piece of music that's hey ho hey ho something oh. like that right <laughs> oh no 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 uh that that would be you know the good use from a compressor is you can level that out to make it more consistent and that's how i used to use a compressor but now uh dom really touched on it well it's movement generation it's, it's yeah. getting things to groove and move and sway because compression is all about time so dom want to talk about attack like this is where timing comes in is like your attack and release can be set to groove within other grooves of the music Music, within a tempo, within a syncopation. There's so many different options of what compression can do. So Dom, tell us a little bit about attack. What, what does attack mean to you? Well then, yeah. So I'm saying that attack really comes into the transient designer side of compression that I was talking about. Um, I believe I did hit one of my balls, so it's not ball in hand this time. Sorry, but um, you boxed in again? Just a little, bro. I mean, I have one, you have like six, so. You saying I'm, I'm losing? Just a little. Okay, whatever. It's been a been a theme lately. Um, but yeah, so the attack's really going to determine how much transient um, you're letting through into uh, the compressor before the compression onsets. And uh, main reason why I want it, like most people know this, this is something you can look up easily on just what is compression. You'll find out what attack is. But what I wanted to bring up in this podcast is uh, I started to not just set it and forget it with basically all of my plugins. Um, for different parts of the song, I have really started to automate or duplicate or send out so I can duplicate a track and so I can affect things differently in different parts of a song to create impact and uh, just a different effect so your ears have something tasty to listen to in a different part of the song. So one major thing I've been doing is on uh, my mix bus uh, compressor, I just open up the attack when things are big and chorusy, like during the chorus, not the effect chorus. And just opening up the attack during those moments really just lets the uh, track breathe just for a sec, and it's just a nice effect, and then you kind of squash it a little bit more for the verses. And that's just one effect that I found really useful, at least in this track I've been mixing lately. Very cool. Really, really like that approach. I think that's a very valid approach. Um, I feel like compression should be varied throughout the course of a track as well because you're having more frequency content usually to deal with, uh, parts change, synths open up, uh, filter automation changes, very nice. Um, so yeah, I think that you know using automation a lot with compression is very smart. And yeah, I think that the 
set it and forget it mentality is not a great mentality. It's, it's where we all start. We all find a compression setting and then we drop it on the track and we leave it there for the whole track and it does the trick. But think about it. If, if you're, if your main synth, okay, that drops in at the chorus, or let's say that the drop hits and the synth is there and the synth was somewhat prevalent in, in the verse. And now you're doing these big open pads, uh, these striking lead, you know, super saw hits, that's going to get compressed the hell out of if it's only getting compressed, maybe let's say one to three decibels on the verse. So instead of getting five, seven, 10 decibels of gain reduction in the chorus, you'd want to reset your compressor setting or automate the compressor setting, as Dom was saying, to move and groove with the chorus over the rest. So I think that's great. That's a great, that's a very good tip. Yeah, um, I think it's great too. I'm great. Great you, tip. You are great, Dom. You are great. <sighs> uh, but the thing is, is I definitely didn't come up with that because I obviously stole that from someone else who stole it from someone else who stole it from someone else because it works and creating impact and emotion is all we want out of music and when we're mixing. And so that's just one of the many ways to do it. I've also been starting to, uh, once you get a general mix down, I have been really starting to during chorus parts as well is to just boost up my EQ settings just by 0.5 dB on certain elements like bass and just to create even more, but just, just changing up the, what your ear holes are hearing during right. these parts. Love just, those ear holes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want, they want different. So that like he brought up the mix reviews earlier. One of the main things that we hear when we're doing these mix reviews is things like people are great mixers these days. Everyone has beautiful tools yeah. that all these yeah. great plugin companies make. Oh, yeah. And I, I really feel for a lot of these uh, mixers because I hear their mixes and they sound exactly like mine were, how things just are static. It sounds great, but it sounds the right. same great throughout the whole song. And I just want to hear different parts. Right. Um, even if it sounded worse for a second, you know, it would sound yeah. like be a difference yeah. and just little, just little things. So just start thinking of what you can automate. Oh, I did a post on Facebook that, um, meant a lot to me. It was just taking notes while you're mixing any creative idea you come up with, take a note of it. And then if you make a big enough list of notes, you'll feel like you're done quicker with the mix because you've actually checked off a lot of stuff and you're like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm done. <laughs> I agree. And I think that's great. I mean, Dom uh, does it on paper and he leaves paper. Uh, I have a whiteboard and I also use my cell phone. It doesn't matter how you do it, guys. Um, pa paper is paper is great. I love paper. Uh, <laughs> like, There's nothing wrong with paper. It is the analog way. Kill some trees, guys. Ruin the environment to write down your mix notes. Those trees are here for you to cut down. Um, yes. No matter what you do, guys, take notes. But real fast before we segue, because uh, Dom brought up Facebook, and we do want to talk about Facebook, uh, being that we're on Facebook right now, which is interesting while we're doing this podcast. But nonetheless, um, what Dom is really relating to here um, in terms of mixing is the word, and I'm a huge fan of this word. In fact, if you take anything from me in any podcast, I just want you to remember, if you're like, that guy, Chris, he's okay, but... I like this thing he talks about, which is contrast. And I really want to burn that in your guy's head. Like contrast, contrast, contrast. Like be a person of contrast and, and recognize what contrast is. So for instance, if 
if your verse has elements in it, put different elements in the chorus, uh, use a different bass patch, change an EQ, automate an EQ, add more highs, take out lows, you know, whatever you have to do, make the elements different, make the song exciting, give me something new to listen to every four bars, eight bars, every section of the song in the mix. And if you create that contrast, you can take a really repetitive track and you can make it something amazing just by simple contrast. Yeah, and start with your master fader and what's on your mix bus. So you should, at this point, uh, be mixing into something because everyone here has plans to squash their tracks these days. Um, even if it's not a lot, it's a little. And what you're doing anytime you're using a limiter is squashing your track, even if it's a little bit more transparent because you're being more, uh, you're not being as liberal with it. Um, regardless, you're squashing it. So you're going to want to mix into something generally. And... Uh, what this provides is just another tool to create contrast for different parts. You are going to have different attack settings for different parts, maybe different release settings for different parts. Your master fader is great. All you need to do is automate that a dB at the time for different parts. And when you end up limiting these uh, dB differences for different parts, and even more than a dB most of the time too, because limiting really takes a dynamic track and makes it not dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> and so what you're going to want to do is do more drastic movements than you think you're going to want to and building up parts, just the master fader volume, uh, building up the master fader volume into choruses and dropping it back down for verses and stuff is just a simple way to make the ear hear something different. And when the track is limited, all you're going to be hearing mainly is a difference in energy and not necessarily things right. popping out. Right and hurting you. And it might seem, it might seem crazy during the mixing phase. If you're mixing in a compressor, it's going to be less so. And you're going to hear that energy over volume, um, easier because you're mixing into a compressor. But, uh, yeah, that's just one way. So you don't have to think about all these minute details. If it seems a little daunting to try that, just do it to your whole mix bus at first and get your feet wet and hearing how much your track will improve by making differences in different parts. Simple as that. Oh, that was so simple. It was so simple. I'm going to put my mic down and do all of Dom just said right now. Um, yes. Um, simple, maybe not, but nonetheless, um, essential. And once you guys get there, and if, if some of the stuff, if you're a beginner and you're just learning the ropes, if some of this stuff flies over your head, totally cool. Uh, believe me, we didn't understand most of this a couple of years ago ourselves. Yeah. They probably can't hear you. You're kind of far away. <laughs> okay, we'll find out. No, that's, that's true. Usually that's true. We have a mic right here. Usually we have a mic right here. <laughs> and you can hear me, but we switch interfaces. That's true. Usually we have a mic over the pool set. So, so. Right now, if you can hear me, and I can interrupt them whenever I want. That's true. That's true. I wonder if Dom, if you guys can't hear Dom, that'd be interesting. But no, he, he like, as reiterating the point that I'm saying is that, yes, you know, we didn't know a lot of this a while ago, too. We're a work in progress ourselves. So, yes, all this stuff is, is really cool. And that's the beautiful thing about ev the evolution of music production and audio engineering. You never get to a point where you feel like you know it all. There's always something new to learn. There's always a new trick. There's always something you can rip off from somebody else and make your own. There's always a tutorial to watch. There's always a new plugin coming out. There's new ways to use your hardware. I mean, it's truly endless. And I think that's a really cool thing because growth is the reason that we're doing this. And speaking of that, while we're on the topic of uh, two bus processing, et cetera, Dom mentioned uh, 
the mix bus. So we get asked a lot of questions about mix bus processing. And Dom and I kind of have different chains that we jump back and forth between. So Dom, I, I hate to rip this off from Kush Audio, but I'm going to. What's what's on your mix bus, Dom? What are, what are you using right now? Uh, it's all right. Stealing from the best. That's um, what I'm saying. Love you guys, Kush. You guys are great. <laughs> Greg, Nate, you guys are awesome. Um, I don't know, man. It changes all the time, but right now. not lately. Um, okay. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? So I generally go straight e into, um, starting digital. I go either into the fab pro Q2 EQ, or it's the, uh, um, IK multimedia. What is that thing called? The four, two, one. It's like the Mazalek and yeah. Massingberg, Massenberg, uh, it's mixture eager. Okay, I thought they mixed a few, but it doesn't matter. It's just like a mastering compressor ML yeah. or EQ, EQ emulation. Yeah. Okay, uh, man. Then from there, it's straight into what is the first thing? Oh, you talk about something. I'll get back okay. to it. I'm, I'm spacing. I know there's a bunch of stuff. There's more on it than it should be. <laughs> Dom, Dom does have a lot on his oh, mix bus. Oh, okay, okay. My mix bus is just the Hendy Amp. I was thinking of mastering chain. No, sorry. That's what was confusing me. Mix, mix bus. bus is just the Hendy Amp's analog stage right now going into the 2500. That's it. The API 2500. Yeah, the API hardware. 2500. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I keep it really simple myself. Uh, currently, I am using... Uh, it all depends on the track, but I'm using either in <gasps> SSL. Um, it was ball in hand. Well, you didn't tell me. I did. Well, I didn't listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. Uh, uh, if it's if it's a rock pop track, I'm using the SSL X Logic G uh, bus compressor, the 19 inch version. If it's an EDM track, I am using the Allen Smart CLA one. Um, and that's another SSL style bus compressor. Alan Smart is a gentleman who used to work for SSL and designed that compressor. He left, started his own company. They're great. They sound really good. They're a little different than traditional SSL, but I like them in their own right. And then I have that going into generally a pair of Mog EQ4s or EQ2s um, and hardware version as well. And then if I if I need anything after that, I'm going to use a TC Electronic Limiter just to make sure I'm not peaking. So there's there's no compression, no limiting actually happening. It's just a peak catcher, and that's that's my mix bus. Uh, how do you integrate the limiter after your um, compressor analog stuff? What do you mean? You uh, you're saying that after you use oh TC Electronic, yeah. I forgot you had that thing. Yeah. Got the, what is that thing called more specifically? It is called the finalizer and the model is the 96K model. That's right. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to explore that more. It's just like, it can do a lot. It can. You can. Well, I just got it. I just yeah. got it a few weeks ago. In fact, I rack them up, you lost. Dom lost, just so you guys know. Yeah, it'll be, that'll be a theme. It will, it will be a theme. It will Two be a themes theme. in this podcast, me losing <laughs> pool so far. True, I mean, it's only like, true. how many have we done so far? But true. then, um, compression yeah that's it that's true that is um, true two obsessions obsessions me losing <laughs> and compression dom dom must be obsessed with losing because he loses a lot um yes the so i just got it uh it's an older piece it's called the the brand is tc electronics the model is the finalizer the specific model is the 96k version which means it does 96 kilohertz processing there is there's three models actually. There's the 48. There's the 48 hertz, and there's an express model that has limited features, but is like a fraction of the price. I would almost want 
want that because <laughs> well you should get it if you guys can find one of the express models literally they sell for about four hundred dollars and it's great oh for sure mine is very complicated mine the the 96k model it's it's not i mean if you guys don't know what you're doing don't even consider it it's there's not a plug-in for it oh yeah Right. Well, that's the thing is that it, it's like it's basic. I mean, it has everything you want. It has mid-side encode, decode. It has uh, analog gain. It has maximization. It has uh, compression, multiband compression, dynamic EQ, de-essers, uh, limiter, and uh, input-output uh, gain, which is really well done in this unit. But that's the thing is, it's a 19-inch unit, so the screen sits on a 19-inch, you know, like rack space, and it's like it's like an inch. The screen is like a total size of an inch. It's it's so small. It's, it's like the area of an old Game Boy, but right half the area out. of no, an old Game no, Boy. No, but it's like the actual physical square inch area of a game boy but like spread out right and then you have just like a bunch of knobs and the only reason why he's kind of good at it is because he has the reverb or did at one point yeah effects unit multi so like yeah, yeah you were kind yeah. of used to the tc thing yeah but it's like playing a unappetizing game boy it, it is it, it sucks it really does i mean and the thing is it's like that ugly shit green color too you know just that really unappealing neon yellow green color so I mean the resolution's crap. It's all pixelated. Uh, but I mean the screen. Once you get your your head around it, I have a, a multi effects unit by them. So I'm used to the screen, and that was when I played guitar in bands and toured. That was my main effects unit. So I'm I'm very used to it. But yeah, the thing is, is um, the reason, and I won't go into the TC anymore because I'm not trying to plug it. I just, <laughs> I personally just like it. I don't think most they make them anymore. no, they don't yeah, make them so any. They haven't made like, them in years. Yeah, yeah it's you, super old. It's super old. Like yeah, trust me, plugins have caught up guys like if you're rocking a fab filter pro l or you're rocking an aom mm. invisible limiter or you're locking the ik multimedia stealth limiter you, you got good shit man there's no need to change and rock the boat yeah it's your shot and it is yeah i'm just gonna say i'm sorry to say that i am on the isotope ozone 7 lim it. limiter uh Love limiter it. bandwagon um i thought i was a fab filter pro l guy but i now when i'm mastering I am all about respecting the client's work and just really making sure that their mix comes through just better. Um, and I've just found that the Ozone 7 limiter has won over the other six or seven limiters that I have in my plug-in arsenal. And it's almost because they give you so many options. Like the Pro-L gives you a lot of options, but I definitely hear that the limiter's on, but the, um, and it's a great limiter by the way, but Isotope, the Ozone 7 limiter just gives you so many options that if you're not trying to destroy your mix, um, and I'm usually aiming for about negative eight luffs, and we talked about luffs before, so I'm not gonna go into that, but um, so that's pretty respectable, nowhere near the loudest tracks of today. But I just, when I'm mastering, um, when it comes down, when it comes time to really get some gain reduction out of the limiter, um, I will just go through all the presets and, uh, all the different algorithms that the limiter provides. And I'll spend a good 15 minutes to choose the one I think is the most transparent. And I found that it's almost like unappealing at first, but then I've come to really respect it because I realized it has the least amount of sound of all the limiters I have. And I don't, I've tried the invisible limiter for a little bit. I didn't end up buying it, but I mean, that boast being pretty invisible. So the IK one, no, the, a, uh, oh, the AOM. AOM. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, 
That's called invisible. So. I have an old version of it, a 32-bit version of it. It's it's not that great. Um, I wasn't really super impressed with it. Yeah, it's just uh, the Isotope just has so many options. It's funny that Dom, because I want to bring up a good point. Um, it's funny that Dom mentions the Isotope. Think? Yeah, I'm, I'm solid. I made one of uh, each on the break. So They just make good stuff. They make great stuff. And the funny thing about the Isotope products, okay, guys, I've been using Isotope since version 5. I still have version 5. I have version 6. I also have five version 5 looks seven. like a freaking tank. It is a tank. It's so, and the I'm CPU so glad, is fucking stupid. I'm so glad they changed up the oh, interface on the dude. 7. The last one I used was 5, and it was like, I just couldn't stand Overkill. it. Overkill. Yeah. Well, it's it in five. Everything was condensed into one CPU hog of a plugin, so you couldn't just use the EQ. You had to use the whole plugin. But I will say, five does have some nice features on it. Like one feature it has is reverb, and people like don't think like why would you need reverb on a two bus chain or on a master? And generally, I would say you absolutely don't. But I find or I found, and the reason I still use 5 to this day, is I do like some of the features in 5 that's a little different than 7 or 6 for that matter, but having that pinch of really transparent reverb at, I'm not kidding, 2%, 2% wet, just adds, you don't hear it, but it's just like this glossy gel of everything if a mix is a little too stale and dry, needs a little bit more atmosphere. And it's not good for all genres, and I don't think you should go saturate your mix with reverb. Do it on sends, but just as an option, it was very nice at the time. Don't let Isotope hinder you from trying reverb on no, your mix bus, though. No. I mean, you can use whatever. Anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. All we're saying is, like, at a low percentage, you know, under 5%, if you're going to put reverb on your mix bus. Um, no, I, you can do whatever. Just, I wouldn't. You know, don't listen to Dom. Don't put more than that. <laughs> don't, you don't, you don't want to wash your mix. Reverb wash out your mix. Well, they should, um, they, I mean, they should learn, you know. Yes. Well, you need to... Dom makes a good point, and this is actually why I brought up this story. So Dom is now repping the Isotope Limiter, loves it, and we have no affiliation to Isotope. They make great shit. It, it is the truth. And it's funny because about two months ago, I told Dom, hey, Dom, I got the Isotope 7 package. I got Ozone Advance. Like, you should really check it out. He's like, nah, man, really don't want it. I was like, dude, just demo it, see what's up. He's like, yeah, nah, man, I, I don't need it, bro. It's it's fine. So it's just funny because I just like shrug my shoulders like, whatever, dude. Like, if you don't want to have some high-quality plugins uh, for mixing and mastering, you don't have to. That's totally your prerogative. So to hear him speaking so highly about it goes to show, and I'm not knocking Dom right now, what I'm saying, and this is a great point, is that... Always be open, guys. Like, always test everything. Demo new products. Like, see what works for you. Check out the sounds. Like, just because everybody's using it because Isotope is so big, it doesn't mean you shouldn't. Or just because a company's nothing doesn't mean you shouldn't try their products. Like, try everything you possibly can because you don't know what work you're going to get, what you're going to write, how you're going to feel tomorrow. You know, anything is possible. So test everything out because I will agree. The isotope limiters are great. FabFilter Pro L is great. The IK Multimedia Stealth Limiter is great. There's great options out there. But unless you test them and know the differences, you would not be Dom in this current position needing a very transparent master. And he would not have that option if he didn't. Um, if he stayed, you know, uh, stubborn to his like not wanting new stuff, but then open his perspective up and now he's got a great tool at his disposal. Yeah. I'm stubborn as uh, shit when it comes to getting new stuff, because I like to try to get to know what I have. And, um, 
But then also, like when I finally do listen to new stuff, I'm honest about whether or not it's better than what I have before. Um, it's just the hard part is getting it in front of my ears so I can actually A-B the two. But um, And we're really splitting hairs here. Like To my defense, if I was using the Pro-L today, I, I believe I would have just as good of masters. It's just, I to me personally, I like the fact that I can have even more transparent masters. And that's a big deal to me because I'm finding that I really respect that out of a mastering job is cleanliness. And I, at first, like I did some horrible masters, man. I, I was using the wrong metering. And so I was crushing things three DB more than I thought. And then everything was getting super saturated because I was going heavy on plugins. Mastering is simple, but super delicate. And I'm really happy where I've come with it. It's just, it's fun trying to be as clean as possible with it. I agree. Well, you got to think, and this is kind of my school of thought too, when uh, we do masters at Continuum is that, you know, the track is already dirty as hell. I mean, think about it. You got saturation to the house, you got parallel compression, you got transformers, you got all this tone sucked into things, summing mixers. I mean, you name it. I mean, some people run their stuff through preamps, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, is like, you know, for mastering, I mean, unless you need color, unless you're like, okay, I need some tube warmth on this. And it's funny, the last track I did for Stargaze, the one we mentioned earlier for the mix review uh, or for the contest that we're doing, the remix contest, I ran that through the Manly Verimu hardware because I wanted the tube warmth. So it's like, but I did it at very clean settings to where it didn't sound distorted or crunchy or even colored whatsoever. But in your masters, guys... No, it wasn't. Well, let me put it this way. Like, because I wasn't compressing it, the, it wasn't noticeable as far as compression or adding, but it did add a gloss and a warmth and a thickness to the track from the tubes. Uh, but it was a clean thickness. I didn't feel like the track got any more distorted. But before we segue to the topic of Facebook, I just want to say that uh, to wrap up this topic, we highly suggest, or at least I highly suggest, you guys mix into a limiter and mix into some kind of a two-bus chain, which is primarily uh, some kind of a subtractive EQ first into a compressor. Or additive, whatever you're tracking. Or additive, is. sure, sure. But generally, I, I personally think that if you're going to go additive, just like Poltec style, just bumping the low, bumping the high, Mog style, bumping yeah, the low, Handy Amp style, yeah. bump, you know, keep it simple. Split it to three bands, lows, mid, highs. Give yourself a nice shelf or a nice bell curve that'd be done with it. Compression and limiter, but don't limit your, in my opinion, I wouldn't limit your tracks at that stage unless you really want to hear them limited. I would use a limiter just to make sure you don't go over the zero mark or yeah. 0.5 and then make sure your limiter is not doing anything the whole time. Yeah. It's just a precaution at that point, right. but right. let your compressor do as much as you think it needs. Right. Um, exactly. but yeah, enough about that. Uh, why, um, why would I talk about Facebook? We're never on Facebook. <laughs> So, <laughs> we're on Facebook too much, apparently. yeah, we're definitely on Facebook too much. So I'm sure everyone knows what spamming is. And uh, apparently uh, Facebook, yeah, no, we're definite spammers. We, uh, if we're calling spamming, posting a lot to a lot of different groups um, about one topic or the same post, then we're definitely spammers. But we do like to think that we're giving some good information away. And uh, especially with the mix reviews and stuff, we do a post every week to let people know about the mix reviews. And over time, they've become super positive. The problem is, is behind the scenes, there are always those people who, uh, instead of reaching out to us privately and just telling us to politely stop, which we definitely respect. Amen. We have can, I get, can I get an amen? Yeah. Give me an amen. Amen. Thank I don't you. know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, so we definitely have a system to uh, respect the pe- the groups that don't want us to post in them. But um, we uh, oh yeah, we can see how long we're doing with this. Yeah, I, I was looking at the time. Oh, 40 too. minutes. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to make this Facebook topic our last topic for this podcast. It's our gripe. It is our of, gripe. It is yeah. our gripe. Well, um, but, it's, and you also, I guess you had something to talk about on it as well. So I'll talk yes. about what we uh, kind of got peeved about. And I guess you can finish on a positive note. Um, but yeah, so you got those people who are pressing the report button, which I've never touched in my life because I enjoy contacting people and uh, letting them know in person what I actually, not in person, I said that, but on a private message, what I feel. Communicate! And so um, we don't know if it's from us posting too much in groups or, because we're, we're taking a lot of time out of our day, Chris especially, but um, oh, yeah. You guys don't but, even know. Yeah, so we may make a video. We want people to see it. We try to get the most exposure. And so we literally have to copy and paste into every single group that we post in. Mm-hmm. And we have no program to do this. If no. we did... I wish there was. Send me an email. (laughs) I will buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we can just lie and say we're still copying and pasting. Right. But But I will (laughs) totally buy it. Even if you write the program, I will give you the money. Uh, Help us out. Regardless, our actions have caused us many times to be banned from posting in groups. And I just got my first long, pretty long ban. And uh, yeah, so Facebook's good at uh, banning. They have some fancy algorithms or some fancy reporters. (laughs) It's just a joke. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just, it's embarrassing. Like, honestly, what I don't understand, and, and Dom touched on this, like, the, the definition of spam, it, it's like the definition of... Um, it's meat, processed meat. <laughs> exactly. Ex- well, that, yes. But it's like, it's just, there's, guys, okay, listen, if you're watching the podcast, you obviously support what we're doing, which is cool. People that aren't, if you ever get a hold of this podcast, like, what the fuck? Like, that's all I have to say is like, I'm going to say, I'm going to end on positive, but I just want to say that like... We're out creating tons of content. I mean, hours, like days. I mean, we're sinking hundreds of dollars into software, into applications, into getting people to help us with stuff. And it's like, the problem is that people just don't know what spam is. So people label us as spamming. So I get it. If we were trying to sell you guys a bunch of stuff, cool. If we were trying to like screw you guys over, cool. But it's like, all we're trying to do is hook up as many people as we can. Nice shot, Dom. He just won the game. With free stuff, mixed reviews, videos, podcasts, and we're trying to make a connection with you guys. We really, really are. So it's it's disappointing that Dom is on his first two week ban. I have suffered three this year alone, and it's just it's disappointing that we can't communicate with each other and people can't shoot us a private message and just say, "Hey guys, please don't post in my group." That's that's all it would be. But we have no idea if it's actually the report button. Um, it must be a combination of the two. They must have some algorithm for spamming just because it probably takes the geniuses, co- genius coders a second to write one. Right. But uh, um, yeah, so it just happens. And um, I mean, from hearing Chris talk, it kind of sounds like he's attacking people out in the <laughs> audience. <laughs> but um, I he's not talking to anyone in particular because no, no, he just no. let venting. Yes, I guess. Yes. Well, I don't. I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but the, the same right. Like I, I almost do because, like, if you're okay. 80, 85, 95, 99, probably 99% of everybody listening right now like is stoked about what we're doing and is grateful. That 1% of people that is either jealous or unhappy or just enjoys, you know, putting other people in a position where they can't like be contributing to the lives of others. I just have a problem with that. And I feel like 
as as a human race, we should help each other and we should support each other and we should communicate and we should grow. And by like social media, the problem I have with it is that it's it's so impersonal and it's so it's like anybody can like just talk shit and then turn their profile off or walk away from the computer or block somebody or kick somebody offline or report somebody. And it's just like people have just become accustomed to this. Like, I'm just going to talk shit and then I'm just going to walk away. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it does matter. Like what you say and do affects other people. And we aren't bummed that we're bummed that we're banned. I mean, granted it sucks, but we're bummed because literally hundreds of people miss out on the content that we get to share. And that's what we care about. We really want to help people. And I really just hope you guys get that and you feel that because like I'm frustrated because I care and I know Dom cares too. And I just, I hope that whoever might be doing this in the future kind of tones it down a little bit because we just want to help people and we hope you guys see that. And I wish that they put a thing on that said, if you moderate a group, you can always post to it. Cause what the, what the hell is that all about? That's, that's the main, cause I get it being banned from groups that you have no, um, administrative, uh, um, special abilities in like you don't moderate it at all. But when I moderate two different groups and it doesn't, and they ban me from mo- posting to those groups, then that's just kind of annoying. Cause I have stuff I want to say to, uh, the people that, um, are following uh continuum more closely and I just can't, but, um, I guess it all comes with the package. You know, you just post too much. You get banned once in a while. Uh, what'd you make in? Uh, stripe. Yeah, we don't have much to gripe about with this whole music thing because we just absolutely love what we do. And this is this is the bureaucracy of just what we the stuff we don't necessarily like doing because we don't like sitting down on a couch or if we're lucky on a couch. No, yeah, for sure. And copying and pasting all the time uh things. And we understand it's like it just doesn't feel super right, but it's necessary for us because we can't just sit around and do nothing. It's not how the world works. I mean, there's it's either you do something or you don't. And if you have to pay some consequences once in a while, so be it. And this is just a minor consequence. We both have great lives. Oh, yeah. We understand that. When this is a very minor thing, like there's a bigger picture here that um, is always going to prevail. And uh, this is a minor thing, but it's fun to gripe once in a while. It is. It Humans is. love to complain. We, we, we do. And we're not going to make ever a habit of that. You guys aren't going to hear us. Yeah, stripes. You're not going to hear about this too often. And I just want to end on a note of gratitude. I, I really do want to express gratitude for everybody who is supporting us. And dude, there is a lot of you out there. I mean, we're talking about the 1% who's not. The 99% of you are in full fashion. We get emails. We get texts. We get uh, private messages. We get public messages. And we're doing all this for you guys, man. Like Dom and I didn't have people one-on-one helping us, you know, when we got started and the, you know, the production tutorials and everything just kind of started blowing up in the last five years. And unless you had money to go to like a trade school, you know, at $10,000 a year, $20,000 a year for music production education, it didn't exist. So we're really trying to give people that. And we really hope you guys are grateful, which we know you are, and just know that we're grateful for you. And we could not be happier to be a part of your creative lives. And we hope to know you all so much better. So reach out, communicate, say what's up, because we're here for you guys and we got nothing but love for yeah, you. Yeah, let's, uh, didn't you say you had something positive to talk about, about Facebook or something, something like that? Yes, yes. Because um, I, I have nothing. Yes. That's it. I the, don't know. Yeah. Here's the positive vibe cool. about Facebook is Facebook is one of the most powerful tools on earth right now. And if you guys are trying to get your music out there, trying to connect with people, Facebook has so many means for you to do that. And we're grateful for Facebook, we really are. Because like we're members of... 
a hundred groups. And I'm not kidding guys. I'm, I, I, people make me admins. I'm admins of 30 or 40 of them. And it's just because of my activity. And it's like, I'm so grateful to know many people better from all over the world. I mean, we're connecting with so many amazing artists and amazing people. And without Facebook, I mean, Dom and I would not be able to reach you guys and be able to not yeah, know you better. It's been amazing. And, oh, it's been so great. So, I mean, I'm blessed. Honestly, I'm so blessed for Facebook. I, even though I'm upset about certain elements, that's again, that's 1%. The 99%, I'm so stoked. So happy to be here with you guys. We got a ton more for you and, and, and hopefully you're not sick of us yet. Cause we're going to be, uh, we're going to be around for a long time. That was it. No, that was a very positive note. Thank you for sharing no, no, that. No, but no. I thought you said you you were gonna like share something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. right. Okay. I was like, okay. dang, that. I mean, I don't think you had that plan to say that. No, sounded like it was off the cuff. No, that was <laughs> off the cuff. Okay, so here's the positive note, right? So I get I get a message today from a gentleman, and I wish I my phone wasn't recording live. I'll tell you what his name is. Yeah, you could probably take it off because. Uh, yeah, take whatever. it off. Say bye. Say bye. Later, guys. Later, guys. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out to the oh, one of you that was watching us it. live. It's all right. No, I added you to the group. Check the new group that you're in. It, it happened today. You posted. No, 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 no. You yeah, liked man, something. You oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm offline off. now. Yeah. That's no, you right. Can just quit that. Peace out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I to get Dom, the I extra. Thought, just yeah, to... I thought Dom was recording for some Ew. reason. All right. So here's oh, what yeah, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. Sorry about that. That one dude... Yeah, that one yeah. dude who created that yep. group. Yep, yep, yep. So here, I want to give a shout out to my my good homie, my, my new good homie, Jake Antelius. I hope I didn't butcher your name, but I'm probably going to butcher a lot of people's maze. So Jake Antelius, he started a group called Audio Tuts, Videos, Articles, and Educational Content. Toots. toots. Audio toots, a little, little tooties. Um, so check this out. Um, Jake hit me up privately today and said, essentially, Hey man, I love all the stuff you're sharing in the groups. Um, and I know a lot of groups see what you're doing is spamming. So why don't you post some stuff in our group? Cause I'm going to make it just for educational content. I was like, dude, that's dope. So he's like, I don't think you're spamming. I was like, no, I understand it's perceived that way. But I was like, I'd love to be active in a group who's like all based on education. Jake gets it. Jake gets it. Jake's a very smart man. So Jake starts this group, right? And it's so cool because he made a, a Word document, an ongoing Word document with all the members of the group. So you can find their website and their production tour list. And it's already, this group got created today. There's already like 10 people on this group and in this. So it's awesome because you guys can go to this group, learn as much as you can about audio production. That's me. And before you know it, you can actually make connections with real people. So I want to say it's just so cool to see an individual out there who gets it, who contacted us, who took the initiative to make this group, do the info, and is also building cool things in the name of education. So plus one for Jake and plus one for Facebook. Yeah. Um, before we uh, sign off here, I just want to say... Um, if you're wondering how to get more in contact with uh, fellow producers and mixing engineers and possible mastering engineers, just find a group on Facebook. It uh, doesn't matter which one it is. Just find one that seems to vibe with you. See how many members it has. See how active the members are. And uh, just get into one. Actively post. Actively do. We love. Um, we wish more of our members did this in our Facebook groups. But oh, we yeah. love live feeds because oh, it's just yeah. such a cool. Oh, yeah. Um, they're great. such a cool thing that Facebook, that's one thing we like. We, yep. we wish we could do it with our laptops oh, and webcams. If anybody knows how PM us, let yeah, us know. Seriously. I mean, cause I think they're trying to, cause Periscope is a, um, I think on board with Twitter or something and gotcha. they only can do it on the phone too. And so they're basically just trying to do everything everyone else does. Right. 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 And so I think the only do, being able to do it on the phone thing is a common thing, but, uh, yeah, if any of our group members in the beginning 
to uh, advanced music production group or like continuum group uh, is watching this, please just start uh, doing some like live feeds and stuff mm-hmm. and showing us what mm-hmm. you got going on at home and show us your personalities. It's fun. Uh, Facebook and uh, other social media sites are very impersonal, but they don't have to be. We have all this video and photos and uh, live feeds yep. now yep. at our disposal and they're great. Um, I mean, they can be a little nerve wracking at first because you know you're doing it live, but so what? Right. Fun. Do it. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get the hang projects. of it. You'll yeah. get used to it. And uh, I am really wary of watching or looking up songs that because so many people post their songs. The one time I looked up a song recently was uh, some dude said, "Hey, I'm proud of this track. I'm going to show you how I made it." Yeah. And they showed different elements of, and I watched it. And Didn't you do I, that in the group in our beginning no, of events? Um, no. I ended Somebody up posting. Did. Oh, that. you did. Yeah. Okay. I ended cool. up reposting cool. it because I thought it was so cool because it was a cool track, and I ended up going to a SoundCloud and listening to it a couple of times. Nice because I liked it and that was a great way to get my attention because he was confident about his song and he actually liked it and he showed techniques in there that I never thought of. Yeah, it was good. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I love videos. We love videos. Shoot videos, guys. Uh, if you wanna check us in in a, a group that we're admins of and very active in, it's called Beginner to Advanced Music Production. Uh, if you post your live video on Beginner your page- Beginner-advanced too. Beginner-advanced, yeah. yep. If you post a live video on your page, you can copy that and share that in our group. And we'd yeah. love to hear from you. We'd love to see your work and everything. So yeah, that's gonna wrap up this uh, fun adventure. I'm gonna say peace out, guys. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you later yeah we'll definitely be getting questions from uh more questions from now on too and fielding a lot of questions because uh it's fun as it is for us to come up with topics off the top of our head we'd really like to hear what everyone else has questions about absolutely uh, because we will just talk about compression forever (laughs) we will we will but we want to help you guys and want to know what you're struggling with so write into us at continuum artist community at gmail.com hit us up on the website pm us on facebook send us a package that's you know a gift in the mail with your address (laughs) on it whatever you want to do totally cool yeah we love postage you know we do we do get some of those forever stamps and just that's what i'm saying 32 cents a piece 32 cents a piece and that way you can have time to learn about what you asked about. Absolutely. Zero information Absolutely. from us telling you about it. Right. And you can also see if we're full of shit because totally. you have time to learn about it. Mail, just use the mailman. Yeah, Support yeah. a dying thing. No, this is great. So so write a letter to us and then do the research for like a week. We'll get back to you a week later and see if we're correct. Yeah. That'd be a perfect. Most likely we will not be. Most likely. You don't listen to us because we're right. You just listen to us because we have an opinion. That's true. (laughs) And we're mildly entertaining. Uh, We'll get there. We will. Touche. We'll get there. We will. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us at Poolside Chats. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace.